When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Hello. Hola. Bonjour. Welcome to the Normal Not Normal podcast with myself, Oliver Phelps. Yes, and myself, James Phelps. Guys, welcome back to episode three of Normal Not Normal. Now, as always, in this series, we'll be continuing our collective journey by exploring the world of the word normal. And what it really means, whether it means anything at all, and talking to some of our favourite people along the way. But today we'll be sharing your storylines, questions and did you know? We had such a great response to episode one, so we can't wait to do this again. So please keep sending them in. We love reading them and we try and get as many in as possible. So that's normal, not normal podcast at gmail.com. Send them in and hopefully we can get them on the show. Which brings us on to today's theme about nature, doesn't it? Well, it does, yes, because we've chosen some story times where animals and Mother Nature in general take centre stage. But before we get to any of that, James, what have you been up to this week? Any brushes with Mother Nature this week for you? Yeah, yeah, you could say so. Um, So I've been, we've had great stargazing weather this week, basically clear skies and not a bright moon so that's that's even better for looking at deep sky stuff so all was going well until a fox ran into my garden whilst i was out there stargazing and this fox you know how foxes scream scared the living hell out of me was it a young fox i've no idea what it was i jumped he or she jumped we we uh we all had a, a funny laugh of it afterwards, but that scared the hell out of me. But it was beautiful, just chilling out, looking out the night sky. Orion is now in the sky, the uh, the hunter. Good old Orion, um, famous constellation. Yeah. So you can and that's there's, there's a nebula in there. Ooh. There we are. Is it time to hear what everyone else has been up to? I think it is done. Yes. So anyway, today's story time. Let my close your eyes and let my soft relaxing voice take you away on Floney's story. And Flony says, I'm not maybe, maybe do this in a normal voice. Yes, I think I will do this bit in a normal voice. And Flony says, thank you for giving us this opportunity to share our not normal stories with you. I'm so excited for the new season. So here is my story. Our university campus was literally on top of a mountain. And since I lived in tropical country at the time, the local wildlife were our normal neighbours on campus. The setting was extraordinary because the campus was modern, but it was in the middle of a forest. We were at one with nature. There were literally dozens of long-tailed monkeys, snakes, weird spiders, insects, exotic birds, and much more roaming around the campus. It became normal for us, and we were just instinctively avoiding each other most of the time. Once, my sister opened her lunchbox and left it for a while to refill her water bottle. When she came back, she saw a chicken was gone. I'm only assuming that this wasn't like a live chicken. It was like a chicken breast, maybe. Anyway. She looked up to see a long-tailed monkey with the culprit. He was just nonchalantly sitting on some of the steps in front of her, eating the chicken. The monkeys struck again later that year. My professor told me that there were cupcakes in the office. But when I went to get one, all the cupcakes were gone. 
In the corner of the office, I saw a monkey with two cupcakes in his hands, staring me down. I froze. Eventually, the monkey just shrusted out of the office with the cupcakes, leaving none for me. When I got back to the classroom, my professor asked me where was my cupcakes. I told her the monkey took them. And that the lesson was to properly close the office door next time. I also remember that once the staff found a large snake hiding in the air conditioner. Thank goodness I wasn't there. Anyway, I'll attach some photos of our lovable long-tailed frenemies. <laughs> I mean, he looks like an absolute sod. If anyone was going to nick your food, especially a cupcake, that is him. Yeah. The only thing I wish that Floney told us is where exactly the university campus was. Yes, Floney, can you let us know this? She failed, she failed to mention that bit, apart from telling us that it's on a mountain in a jungle. On a mountain in a jungle, surrounded by lots of creepy crawlies and big creepy crawlies and things which nick all your food. So I take it that she didn't go to the University of Hull in England? Well, probably not. That, I mean, going for what's normal and not normal, if your normal school life consists of you can't leave anything outdoors because a monkey may take it or a snake may be in the air conditioning unit, that that is up there to beat. So thank you very much for that, Flony. I think you're leading the charge with that one. Can we just add it's not a competition? It's not, it's not, but it is fun to have one. It's pretty awesome though, that one, yeah, yeah. It is. So the next one is Laura. So Laura's story is this. So This is one of my worst moments to date. This past October, I went to an apple orchard or pumpkin patch with my aunts, grandpa, and my little cousin. At this place, there is a corn maze and a petting zoo. Sounds like my kind of place. My little cousin is almost three, so the petting zoo was a big hit for her. While we were there, I was standing next to the donkey pen, and before I knew it, the donkey had pulled me into his water bucket. I was soaked. It was freezing cold, so we ended up just getting home early. I didn't get hurt or anything, and I made it out safely, but my family still make fun of it for me. Uh, I have to say, Laura, I've never heard of a donkey pulling someone into a water trough, but they need a bit of a laugh every so often. How did the donkey pull Laura into a water trough? Well, if Laura's standing too close to it. Yeah, but... In you go, old eel. These these petting zoos. He probably thought, I'll pet you now, mate. Yeah. That wins that... Again, it's not a competition, but that is a great story as well. Thank you very much, Laura. Don't trust donkeys. So our third story comes from the Tijin family in Carson City, Nevada. And it says, after a devastating fire in Tahoe, Nevada, some wildlife was displaced. We got a visitor looking for food. I think, before I read the rest of it, let's have a look at the video. And so it's a black and white footage from a ring doorbell camera. And it is a... Black bear. <laughs> He's a, so for those listening, the bear it kind of comes over to the, the front door, then looks at the window next to it. It kind of looks a couple of times to have a look. And then just plods off casually. Yeah. Sticking to the path. Could you imagine, right, lying in bed, you hear like, you know, the little wind chime thing that comes on the app. Mm. Oh, some, or maybe I've got a parcel being delivered or something like that. And instead you look out and you've got Baloo standing there. It looks very cool, though. I mean, that must be hard. I mean, uh, going on about, I know we had, uh, we're talking about nature this week and it must be horrible, all those fires and everything. And it's just displaced so many animals. But I really do hope that the bear found some food from somewhere and was able just to go and chill out after. He seems very mm. just plodding along. He walks like my dog Tonto, actually. He's got a good plod, just slightly bigger. Thank you very much for that. The, the next story is from Irene from Sardinia in Italy. And she says, hey, guys, 
I have a lot of not normal stories to tell, but I think this one tops them all. Let's start by saying I'm always running late to everything. And every time I try to explain why I'm late, nobody believes me. I can relate to this completely. This particular time, a few years ago, while I was out going to a handball match, I was literally chased down the street by a bull in the middle of a town and no one was around to witness it. I managed to climb a gate and after about an hour of having this bull trying to get to me, the owner's family came to help me and got it away. I got away after that too. Needless to say, when I finally did get to the match, no one believed me. When I said, I'm sorry, I was late, I was being chased by a bull, no one believed me. I couldn't believe it. Irene, thank you so much for that. I can, I, if anyone heard the first episode, I talked about how a mountain lion stared me up and down while I was in Los Angeles. So these things do happen. I completely, I believe you, Irene, completely. I think Irene, there goes an old fable story of the boy who cried wolf or the now parable girl who cried bull. bull. Um, yeah, maybe, maybe, maybe just Irene, maybe just a little bit of advice, maybe just be on time. For the next couple of no, but Irene was on time. She was on time, and then a bull. She was on time. A bull stopped her. Well, yeah, but she was on time before the bull stopped her. Oh come on, Irene, Irene. I mean, I'm, I'm kind of with your family here. Did it really bull really chase you for an hour? Um, I believe you. Anyway, (laughs) we'll keep it going. So please, please keep on sending your stories and your questions. In fact, moving on to questions, Oliver, why don't you tell us one that Sky asks? Yes. Okay. So Sky, she says, I wanted to know that I won the best. Did you know facts in school? And to be honest, I used all the ones you've said in your podcast. So thank you for getting me the award. I also have a question for you. If you were to host a music festival, where would it be held? And who would you have as your main and support acts? I'll tell you what, you do do the Friday night, I'll do the Saturday night, or vice versa. Or you do the Saturday, I'll do the Sunday. So where would it be, first of all? Okay, it would be held... Uh, It would be held at the Messiah Stadium in Valencia Mm -hmm. purely because I remember going to see Metallica in Spain and the crowd were incredible. Um, So that would be for that because you you need a good crowd. Uh, And who would I have headlining? Hmm. Okay, while you're thinking, I'll come up with mine. So I'm I'm a huge festival person. Uh, I love festivals. In fact, my stag do or bachelor party was to a festival here in the UK at the Isle of Wight. So I would say my my perfect festival would have to be on an island somewhere. So you'd have to get a ferry over. Everyone was in the same vibe when they're waiting to get the ferry. There's a great atmosphere on board. And you have to camp. This is a must. Part of the festival experience, I find, is camping. Everyone was very grumpy, including the other person on this podcast, when I insisted that we did what I used to do for for festivals 10 years prior. All the guys that I used to go to festivals with were there and they completely agreed. So we you set up in like a, a big round circle. There was about 10 tents. And then we have the campfire in the middle. We had a barbecue going on. Everybody just sitting around. Random people will just come and join you, sit, hang out, have a few drinks and just have a good time. There's a great atmosphere. So it would be on some island I would I would have my festival. And the support act would be... I know who I'd have headlining. Okay. I'd have our friend Ed Sheeran. Very good. Definitely. And who's supporting Ed Sheeran? Uh, it would kind of be... Well, I'd say support slash co-headlining. Mm-hmm. I'd, have, I'd have the Foos, Foo Fighters. Okay, Ed Sheeran and Foo Fighters. Okay. My one, supporting, I would have the band Steel Panther... 
They're a very funny but very good band. So definitely that. When they were at Download and they got all those women to go on stage and it nearly collapsed. It almost broke the stage. Yeah. <laughs> um, they're very funny. They're basically like a, a, a spoof hair metal 80s band, but they're they're very good. So that's the ironic thing that they're actually really talented. So anyway, them and that the headliner I would go with would be Dirk Bentley because I like my country music and he puts on an excellent show. So I'll go with Dirk Bentley. Slash Guns N' Roses. Oh, yeah, that would be good. I cannot wait to go back to festivals again. And also, what's cool is what I've noticed since I first started going to nowadays, there's a lot more people making the effort to tidy up after themselves after festivals as well. When you look back at what it was like 15 years ago... Literally like a dump. It was a dump, but now a lot of people are are really looking after the the environment and all that kind of thing, so that's great. Which kind of ties in nicely to this nature episode, doesn't it? Mm, It does, it does. And also, guys, can I just say, if you are listening to this with someone else, maybe hit pause right now and come up with your own festival ideas where it would be and who would you have playing with different people who you're with. You've got to come up with a name of it as well, name of the festival. Phelps Fest. Well, I was going to go with a normal festival. Isn't normal, so it's not normal. Like, have it written really long way out. How long would that T-shirt be? <laughs> exactly, you make more money, don't you? <laughs> <laughs> anyway, a festival T-shirt costs like 100 quid, so get your money's what worth. What festival are you around. going to? 100 quid? If you want a T-shirt, go to represent.com slash normal. <laughs> Yeah, well done. Yay! Our next one is a voice note from Ali and her best friend. My name's Ali. I'm from North America. And I'm here with my best friend. And we have two questions to ask you guys. Um, My question is, what's your favorite food? And my question is, what do you guys like to do in your free time? Well, thank you very much, Ali and best friend Huntley. I hope you are having a great time in North America. It's very... <laughs> Very nondescript. They didn't want to give much away, did they? There, yeah. yeah. <laughs> great questions. Um, anyway, great question. Great question. Right. So, what is my favourite food? There's a there's a couple. I mean, pad thai, paella. Your go to. Your go to meal. My go to would be a really nice aged steak, ethically sourced, obviously. Okay. I would say because we're we're coming into autumn time, winter time now, there is nothing better I find than going for an early morning walk, like long walk, getting back and having bangers and mash with gravy. What, for breakfast? No, for lunch, clown. Anyway, you're going away from the point. Um, what, what do we like to do in our spare time? Well, being outdoors is definitely my thing. I love being outdoors. It definitely helps and... Providing I'm anything I can do, um, especially when I'm with my dogs, that is the best for me. For me, it is a similar thing, being outdoors, like going to the, uh, playing golf. Uh, I've got a little cabin at the end of my garden where I've got a little little gym set up going in there. And then other than that, chilling and having fun with my family. That would be it. And reading, actually. And speaking of reading, I've been reading The Opposite of Butterfly Hunting uh, by Evie Lynch, uh, who played Luna Lovegood in the Potter films. Friend of the show. Friend of the show. Friend of the show. Last season. Have a look. An amazing person, so check it out. But I do that as well as a hobby as well, reading, especially when the nights draw in. If it's cloudy and I can't go outside for um, stargazing, have a good read. Excellent. So moving on. Abigail writes, I have a little dilemma that after 19 years, I still can't solve. So I'm hoping you can help. What are you supposed to do when people are singing happy birthday to you? Do you sing along? Do you clap? 
Do you also sing happy birthday to yourself? This genuinely keeps me up at night. I mean, I've got to be honest with you. When people sing happy birthday to me, I kind of just sit there like, yeah. Yeah. It's not like, you know, when you're a bit younger and you go to like TGIs or somewhere and then a load of people stand up and make you stand on a chair like a clown and then they tell everyone else in the room that it's your birthday, like everyone else having a nice family meal cares. Yeah, but they, do you remember they, they did that to us twice on the, the first two Potter films? I remember Chris Kreis, the first assistant director, it was our birthday when we were filming the great hall scenes on Potter 1 and 2, and we both times we had, he made us stand up and we had 350 people singing happy birthday to us, which was very cool. But again, that is a great question that you've been thinking about for 19 years. I've been thinking about that for even longer. And I still don't know because I guess you only have one day in a year to figure out what it is that you should yeah. do. Maybe you should try Maybe Maybe this time around, when you, uh, when you come to, when it comes to your birthday, uh, maybe try and like conduct, if it's around a table, try and conduct one side of the table, then bring the other side in, you know, like... Happy birthday to you, and then bring it up. Is that not a bit? That's a bit. That's a bit egotistical, though, isn't it? If you well, it's better than just sitting there, like as if you don't want to be there. Yeah, just standing, going, "This is me. This is my yeah, day." Just... just do that instead. Yeah, go for that. I'm going to try that on. Maybe have your own party popper. So at the end, you go, "Yeah, yeah, that's me." And blow out the candle. <laughs> Let's go. Flip the table. That would just get really into it. The thing everyone does in that situation is they look around at everybody singing. They kind of give that smile and nod like, thank you, thank you, mm-hmm. thank you. Give that a go, maybe. I like the whole, you know, after the, when you watch a football game or rugby or whatever and they sing the national anthem as soon as they finish, everyone's like, come on. Yeah. <laughs> maybe do I, that because then the cake's there. So, yeah. happy birthday to you. Come on. <laughs> well, then and also as well, like you sometimes go to someone's birthday and... It comes to sing happy birthday and not many people sing loudly. It's like, happy birthday to you. We were around my friend's house the other week. It was his son's fifth birthday. And a similar thing. There's a couple of people who are kind of just very much like, happy birthday to you. But then there was a couple of us who just went the other extreme because we thought, oh, come on, we'll have a laugh. It's this little boy's birthday. And he loved it. He absolutely loved it when we were, I think because we were projecting it was a fun thing to do. He really got into it. Wouldn't share his cake, though. Wouldn't share his cake. Hasn't been trained there, has he? Anyway. Sorry, you're busy. Sorry, my dog's fetched the post from the postman. Good boy. Good boy. Right. Anyway. Off to... Is that your dog voice? Yeah, everyone has a dog voice. <laughs> right. Anyway. Moving on. Moving on. Jay, but I mean, a question is, do we sing birth, happy birthday to each other? I don't think we do. I don't think we shared a birthday with each other for a few years. No. It's been great, hasn't it? has been absolutely fantastic and if those people are if those people are listening going oh how how bad it's mainly a case of i think growing up sharing a birthday and then also having like joint cards we've spoken about this before haven't we mm. but that type of thing so yeah twins can relate to this i'm sure so the Dizzy You Knows, uh, and the first one comes from Lindy from Salt Lake City in Utah. And she says, did you know dolphins have been seen wrapping sea sponge around their long snouts to protect them from cuts while foraging for food? And number two is, did you know that sloths are strong swimmers, especially at backstroke? Come on, is that real? Do you know what? It is real. And I know this because there was the BBC, I think it was a Planet Earth. They did it of the sloth and he's him swimming. Backstroke. He's got long arms, hasn't he? He's just like, or she, just like, what? Okay. 
Okay, can I throw in some did you knows as well as we're in talking about nature? Talking about a lot of love. Octopuses have three hearts. Yes. Number one. Yes, they do, yeah. Number two, a sea lion is the first non-human mammal with a proven ability to keep a beat. Oh, 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 oh. Very good. Yep. And there used to be a penguin called the Colossus penguin, which is now extinct, unfortunately. But the Colossus penguin, when it stood up tall, it was as tall as NBA superstar LeBron James. I did actually imagine this penguin like... Maybe not making that noise, but you never know. You may have done. And my final did you know about nature. 14 new species of dancing frogs were discovered in 2014, raising the global number of known dancing frog species to 24. Wow. Do they perform together? There you go. The Dancing Frog Festival. That would definitely be a warmer pact, wouldn't it? Yeah, but what a warmer pact that'll be. Yeah, true. True. Anyway, James, thank you for, for sharing your did you knows. We do have a couple more from the guys as well. If you'd like to take them away... Yes, so this one is from Nandita in India, and she says, My facts are about twins. Excellent. Did you know twins can have different birthdays? And not just the way you're thinking of one born on another day, but the longest gap is 63 days. I take it that must be that they're identical twins. I I assume so. Well, there you go. Now you know. And the, the next did you know fact is from Lexi from Australia. So this is, Did you know that before erasers were invented, They used bread to rub out pencils. And also, did you know the most used phrase from Harry Potter is nothing happened? (laughs) Yeah, a lot does happen. There we are. Wow, that was very, very good. I want to know who's gone through the books together. Guys, I want to say thank you to everybody who helped contribute to today. We've had such a great time reading your stories, doing some of your questions, and obviously the Did You Know Facts have been epic. Thank you so much for this. And please, please, please keep sending them in. Yes, yes, please keep sending them in. I mean, there was a thing with that, like you're talking about nature and being away and, and stuff like that, which just got me thinking there really about, and then thinking about the sloth going for a swim. For some reason, it's just going into my head. Now, I can't be the only one who gets this, this problem. So if you're on holiday and you go for it, this happened to me very, very recently. Say you're on holiday and you go down to the pool in the morning and people get up at the crack of dawn to put towels on the beds to Mm. reserve them. Like, is that just not the most inconsiderate, selfish thing you can do on a holiday? Like, there's people like literally who are there for about an hour. I don't think it's where you're on holiday, like, stay in bed. exactly. Who who wants to get out of bed early in the morning to put the thing on that? So if you are one of these people listening right now who gets to put the crack of dawn on holiday to claim a bed, like planting a flag in the ground, but no, you just put, like, a beach towel on there, and a book, what never gets read, and you leave it on there, please desist from doing so, because you're ruining it for everybody. Little rant there. Thank you very much for sharing that with us. It's been on my mind for a while, that one. You can tell that, definitely. And again, guys, thank you so much for everybody's contribution to this week. Thank you so much for joining us. Thank you so much for all the contributions. Remember, if you do want to share with us your stories, your did you knows, your questions, send them to the normal, not normal podcast at gmail.com. That's normal, not normal podcast at gmail.com. And we will try and get as many in the show as absolutely possible remember if you send a video or an audio clip as well you can see or be heard on the show so do that too 
And just remember, guys, as well, I know it is not the Phelps Fest like festival that we've been talking about merchandise, but we listened to you guys last season when you were talking about different ideas about uh, merch for this podcast. So if you go on represent.com forward slash normal, not normal, you'll see a lot of stuff from the show there where there's hoodies, T-shirts. Uh, unfortunately, the Rant Incoming mug has now sold out due to popular demand, but there's other stuff as well, like Rantman T-shirts uh, and sweaters as we're going into the cooler seasons here up in the Northern Hemisphere, so be sure to check that out. Also, if you like what you're listening to and don't want to miss another episode, subscribe, like, leave a nice comment. If you don't think that's the case, then just stay quiet. But more importantly, guys, thank you so much for the love and support. We will see you next week. Have a great week, guys. Bye-bye. Normal Not Normal is a stable production.